What am I supposed to say? The intro? You're just gonna in, you're gonna introduce us. We're live now. Okay. Now we're recording. So. Well, my name's Patrick. My name's Arlo, and this is what the did, world's what? worst adventure bike show podcast. Amen. All right, we've got a few topics for everybody today, and Patrick and I are bored on a Friday night. We're just gonna test this thing out. This is our pilot episode. We're going to talk about some motorcycles. What are you thinking? I think it's going to be fun. Let's do it. So one of the first topics that we have on here is what is what is the reason that you ride an adventure bike versus just a street bike? Well, uh, I have... I can tell you the exact reason for that, but I want you to go first. I want to hear your reason because I've never asked you before. My reason, <clears throat> I would say, excuse me, my reason is because you guys ride adventure bikes and I wanted to ride with you. So <laughs> as silly as that sounds, it works because if your buddies are riding off-road, guess what? You're going to want to ride off-road. That's a good reason. Yeah. And that, that's fun. Um, so mine is partially that. My cousin Backer, who is the main orchestrator of our adventure riding and group rides, and he puts on his own rides, and he's been doing this longer than us. He always told me I should get an adventure bike, and I never did. Um, but then one day I realized that where we live, you can be on the best road ever to ride a street bike, a sport bike, a cruiser, whatever it is, but it always ends in a dirt road. And every time I got to that dirt road or that rock road or trail or whatever, wherever the road ended, it sucked. And I had to take my little sport bike and try to turn around. I'm not even a sport bike guy, but I had motorcycles and, uh, or whatever kind of bike I had. And this is the part where I had to turn around and having always rode dirt bikes and grown up with dirt bikes and done some racing and different things. Uh, I just wanted to keep going. So eventually I got tired of having a motorcycle that I never rode because all the good roads ended in me turning around. I thought, I, I think backers, right. And the answer is have a, motorcycle that's fun on those roads and then a motorcycle that when you hit the dirt when you get to the rocks you just keep going and then it's twice as fun so that's how with backers nudge of always telling me i should get one and then learning that where we live is more it's better to have an adventure bike that's how i got into it and we're in southern Indiana, so the roads could be dirt, they could be rock, they could be chip asphalt, and seal, concrete. chip and seal. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. So they vary in all sorts of conditions. And honestly, riding off road and riding not not necessarily off road, but riding on uh, non paved roads is probably the best way to put it. In my opinion, it's more fun. It you is, just don't know uh, what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. You might be going sixty and heading straight into a 90-degree corner, and there's trouble. In, yeah, so. I experienced you doing that right alongside me before, and I didn't think we, I didn't think you were going to make it. Yep, got but in the grass, did. and yeah. good, to, good to good go. to go. <laughs> yeah, I think the best 
to me, the best, one of the best feelings ever is riding a rock road at like 60 or 70 miles an hour. Keep in mind, this is on pr private property only, and we would never do this on public roadways or in the unsafe manner. But with the bike floating around underneath you and it's it's amazing. It just feels amazing. Like it feels like you're doing the Dakar rally or something, you know, and, and like letting the bike work and move around underneath you and there's no traction and you're the bike's moving around and you're in the soft gravel and there and you've got to slow down, you've got to speed up. It's it's uh really nice i enjoy that that's my favorite that's probably my favorite part of adventure riding aside from the adventure of just going out with your buddies and having a good time and once you hop on an adventure bike and you ride with someone who is not on one not on an adventure bike maybe they're on a cruiser or a tour or what whatever they're on the limitations for them far greater than the limitations for the adventure bike rider. And one thing I would argue is, is that, you know, some people be like, well, the power, uh, I think it, they can go just as fast. I mean, yeah. you ride a couple different bikes. I mostly ride the 890 Adventure R. Uh, it's a 2022 model. Um, it absolutely flies. And I feel like I could keep up with most people, um, even on asphalt. So... Yes, I agree. I, I mean, most people's riding level the and what most people do on motorcycles, an adventure bike can pretty much do anything. The thing that blows my mind about adventure bikes, like when someone that doesn't know anything about adventure bikes, I tell them that I ride a motorcycle that's made for the street, that I can drive down a trail in the woods and go over logs and rocks and ride it in a creek. And I can go, I can drive 70 miles an hour on the interstate to the next place and go drive around in the rocks and then drive home on the same bike. That's how I explain it to people who don't understand. And to me, that's amazing that I can do that on, on the same bike. And then the other thing is I have... I have a T7, it's fantastic and I love it. And I also have a Multistrada. And I really think that it can almost do anything that a sport bike can do. And it can almost do anything that an adventure bike can do. And that to me, that's unbelievable. You bought that bike for doing a little bit longer trips, but I maybe talk about why you enjoy that bike as an adventure bike, because it's not. I mean, the Multistrada is, I mean, it's a touring bike, right? I mean, that's the way I it's I don't know. In, in Italian, it means many roads. Um, so it's made to, it's not, it's basically like a sport bike DNA, but they've made it a little off-roady and sure. it seems like it shouldn't work, but it does. So... Like it can ride on rock roads and gravel roads fine. The really the only limitation to it is it doesn't have quite as much ground clearance as an adventure bike, um, and it has um, it's a little more vulnerable, like in the engine area, if you were to hit a big rock or something. But I mean, I've rode this thing on dirt roads, on trails, um, through creeks, things like that, and then it also. I've also 
jumped hills on private land with really long roads at 145 miles an hour, which is unbelievable. I mean, to to take a motorcycle that you can ride through the dirt in creeks in the rain and then it and and it corners like a street bike and it's comfortable and it has heated grips. It weighs less than the T7 and it has 150 horsepower, I think, in that range. It's unbelievable and and it's usable power. We'll get into that. What year is that stuff bike? later? I think it's a 2009 and it has great electronics like the ABS work so the traction not, control works. It's not one of the new Ducatis because I, I was I'm actually on their website right now, and I know that they, you know, obviously they have the Desert X, but the um, the Multistrada has a quite a bunch of uh, different like trim Options, trim yeah. levels. Yeah, and I know that there's one where they may come with like more aggressive tires. Yeah, um, it's like an R or a Rally or something. Maybe I don't remember. It's either, been a while. Either way, yours is not that. Um, Mine's not specifically level. the off-road no, one. I think like it's a, like the sport one. So like it's it, kind of more aimed towards touring from its design, but it really works well as an adventure bike. It's comfortable. It's a great motorcycle. It has good power. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll get into more of that, some of those specifics later. But uh, let's get on to the next. What's what do we have next on the list? Here? Hmm. So we kind of covered why the adventure bike. Um, maybe we could talk. We could just kind of combine them into what you know. What is your favorite motorcycle for adventure riding? I th- think we've kind of covered that a little bit, but I don't. Is yours the Multistrada? Um, I think if I had to just pick one bike forever, and I could only choose one street bike for all of eternity. For me, it would be the Multistrada. I've ridden Backers Tiger. It's a great bike. It leans a little bit to the sport bike side for me. Backer's really tall, and he muscles it around. Um, I haven't ridden one of the BMWs. I had a 990 Adventure. It's fantastic. It it's, it's, the, it's the grandfather of this whole category. It's amazing. But it's brutal. It's a little brute, like the power is a little brutal to Trust me. Trust me, I know. Yeah, Arlo <laughs> crashed it. I told him exactly what, what to look not out to for do, and, and he crashed it. Crashing it so. um, but anyways, and I crash all of my bikes. So if you ever want to buy one of my motorcycles and you're at wondering, has this bike ever been laid over? The answer is almost yes. every time that I ride it. <laughs> um, but anyways, the 990 is great. The DNA is perfect. It had, it's the only downside is the power for me was brutal. It was like a light switch. Like when you're in a corner and it's slippery or you're on gravel or whatever, like the throttle is either on or off. And that may just be the beginning of fuel injection. Right. I'm so not they, sure. They don't have it. Like it's a little racy. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up just blowing off the back tire. I couldn't keep them for more than a few hundred miles. I think the maximum I got out of a tire was like 800 miles goodness so i haven't rode the bmw i would love to same i've rode a few different bikes klr dual sports ktms um for me the multistrada if i had to pick one bike forever it's the multistrada for anything dirt gravel or 
or whatever, it's the T7. And the T7 is the KTM 990, but they fixed everything that's wrong with the 990. The 990 is heavily weighted in the front with no weight on the rear. The power's brutal. The T7's exactly the same, but the power's electric smooth. The reliability is bulletproof. Um, yeah, they fixed the balance issue. It's just the, to me, it was the updated 990 and it costs less. I sold my old one with 40,000 miles or something for six grand and bought a new one for 10 grand with 200 miles on it. It was like a no brainer. Yep. It fixed all of my issues. So for like any dirt or off road, the more dirt and I, when I adventure ride, I want to hit the dirt roads. So the T7 is the, would be my favorite adventure bike. All around pick. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's a toss up between those, but I've been lucky enough to ride a bunch of different bikes and then come up with my two favorite and be, they're cheap and I'm able to have both of them. So there you go. I would say for me, um, and I don't have as much riding experience as you, but for me, um, I leaned towards the 890 Adventure R purely for the creature comforts, such as the electronic riding aids. Yeah. I'm a big, big fan of those because they've absolutely saved my butt a few times. Um, and there's times where, you know, you forget to turn your ABS off and you're in the it's ditch. Dangerous. So, yeah. yeah. So um, I think that's a double edged sword, but. I did like the fact that the 890 has cruise control. If I want to do it, take it for a little bit longer rides. Um, it was the only thing that was available when I bought the bike because this was during kind of that post-COVID craziness or maybe mm -hmm. even it was technically in COVID uh, eras beginning of last year. So beginning of 2022 is when I bought that bike and uh, just loved it. I mean, the power is unbelievable but you know you can choose those different riding modes and really tame that thing down if you if you do need to so um yeah that that's been a really fun bike i feel like it can pretty much do anything except i wouldn't want to do long distance stuff and i do have the harley pan america special for that exactly um but totally different bike you know and i when i was getting back into motorcycling um two and a half years ago i bought the pan america a because the guy at the at the Honda dealership pissed me off um, because he was like trying to size me up and it was like uh, all you right all right dude I, I yeah. get it so <laughs> went to Harley and Harley does this exceptionally well um, their sales I mean they roll out the red carpet um, maybe people who are listening haven't bought from a Harley dealer before but they're very very good at sales um, and they're very good about making everyone feel welcome, uh, regardless of your riding experience or, Hey, maybe you've taken a break or you haven't. Um, you know, I asked the, the, uh, the gal I bought the bike from, I was like, Hey, can I take it for a test ride? And she's absolutely every bike we have is available for a test ride. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's some hoops you do have to jump through, but I was expecting that buying the, the, uh, uh, Africa twin, which is what I was originally after. So, um, but the Pan America, um, such a good like touring bike that you could take off road if you want to. I know there's a lot of people that do for me having the 890 and the Pan America, probably going to save the Pan America for just touring. Um, I don't foresee myself really taking it off road. It's just a heavy bike. Yeah. You know? It's heavy. Um, I think that's the one downside. Yeah. But you, it's kind of like, you can't have it all. There's no yeah. all around bike. It's like really good for touring or, you know, it's, it, it lacks, 
some and some other areas. So I feel like it's a good, just a good touring bike. Um, but so I, I lean more towards the 890, but every time I ride either your T7 or I've ridden my other friend's T7 now, I really like that bike. You know, yes, it's a lot less horsepower than the 890, but to be honest with you, I don't need it. Yeah. I'm, you it's know, usable I'm not, power. Right. Like it, to me, it feels like from like 1,000 RPM to 11,000 RPM, it's the same horsepower. Right. For me, I like electric smooth power and it it does and it's just dead nuts reliable i mean there there's so many different things that you could could argue with that bike but when i rode it um i did the tennessee dirt devil what was that four weeks ago three weeks ago just a fun bike and i almost didn't want to give it back to him because he wanted to ride the 890 and he's like this thing is ridiculous i'm like i know and i'm like this bike is really nice man so uh i think it just depends on on what you're after and you know the he has the Atlas throttle lock to kind of give him somewhat of a cruise control if he needs to you know shake his hand out on the right side or something. But um, there are things with the 890 that I'm like, gosh, the like the tech is real, once you get real. used to it, it's hard to give it up. Yeah, quick shifter. I mean, all the all the things, um, all things tech, which I'm obviously into. Uh, the 890s really good at it. Yeah. So rally mode you're for able me to it's, select the slip it's the opposite like if i ride a bike when i first got the multi-strat i thought it was broken because it had i hit a set of train tracks and i thought oh this will be fun i can spin it up or whatever and it cut out it bogged down and i was like you got to be kidding me i brought i bought a broken italian bike with electrical problems that when i hit a big set of train tracks and i think i'm gonna wheelie it or jump it or something it's broken and then i figured out oh it has traction control so for me i have to disable that stuff because i get it it's dangerous totally different riding styles and i think it just depends on your it depends what you like and what you're into so Yeah. yeah it's the 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 uh but you know if i was to ride home in the rain on a day and i'm just commuting or taking it to work i turn it on because i think it's great but otherwise that stuff to me it's a turn off it's for you. It, it, yeah. it it scares me like i go into a turn and the brakes don't work and i'm like ah what, am, what, what do i do on? yeah so i wish that the tenere had a uh, a switch that you could just leave the abs the off or yeah. on but on the 990 um, i was able to pull a fuse and just completely disable the abs oh i know yeah. Remember that's Our, what locked that's, up on me. I warned you. I said hey, the I back's the really light. Be careful. It's a little violent on the power mm. and the back's light, so be careful. And then ten minutes later, Arlo was flying through the air and with a thirty foot black mark behind him. I almost saved it, but it I didn't. <laughs> so and then I've and it, it's uh it's funny because uh obviously riding motorcycles is inherently dangerous, but I've I've crashed two adventure bikes already and it's like they I mean you knock on wood it's been been really uh good to me because they've been in somewhat low speed and you know like one was in a cornfield like yeah. you know I've yeah. walked away from it so I've been lucky but um but yeah electronic aids for me are a must cuz there's times where I'm riding I think it's who you're riding with is if you're following a group and um that 890 has some pretty wild like power curve too. Mm-hmm. And we were on a gravel road and turning left and I was opening it up cause you guys were opening it up. Right. And the back tire, I was in rally mode 
uh, on that thing, which allows for an adjustable amount of slippage, probably the best way to put it. And I, I come out of there and it started to just spin out on me because I was turning dirt track and, and, yeah. uh, it finally like said, Oh, that's too much. And, dialed it back and you know i would have absolutely spun out right there so yeah i think it just depends i'm i'm obviously painting myself to be the best motorcycle rider on this show uh, so far so definitely i'll take that trophy yeah yeah but you've have you ridden a backers tiger i did wrote it um one time uh we'll have backer on this show um i know i know he'll want to want to join us but I wrote it, and I think a lot of stuff was broken on it. It's a little worn out, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a little. It's a three. A, a I think it's a four. three cylinder. Is it a four cylinder or a three cylinder? It's yeah. a little more sport bikey. It's a it sounds more like a, yeah. I think so. One of those, but you sit down in it. Yes. More, um, and he has tall bars and risers and stuff on it. For me, it's. The power is pretty good. It's a little usable. It's a little more. It's a little more leaning towards the sport bike and backer. Backer raced crotch rockets, so right. for him, this is like a natural move into a sport bike, and it was a bike that he stumbled across, and it worked out, and it suits him perfectly. And he does stuff on it. I've seen him. I've seen him ride it through a river, and it's a sport bike. And it's it's amazing. It's cool. What he does with it, I couldn't do because I'm physically not big enough. He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah he uh, he for sure manhandles that thing. So yeah, yeah. Um, for the uh, yours is the 890R. It is Adventure. R. Yep. I like your bike. It's more. It's less violent than the 990. Um. I like bikes that don't stall. Like you can chug them down to like no RPM at all. Yep. So the Tenerate engine is like, it's like a Taiwan Japanese commuter bike engine. It's unbelievably mellow. It probably has low compression. It could make a hundred horsepower, but it doesn't because right. they have it so dialed back. Yeah, it's yeah. so mild. The 890 is a little more like you can tell it has higher compression. It stalls easier. It has less rotating mass. It's a lot more racy and that's super fun. But I prefer smooth electric usable power. I like the 890. The geometry is a little weird for me. I like to be like up on a tall bike over the top, riding over the top of it. And the 890, you're a little bit more like in it, like closer to the ground maybe where... The 890 is more of a motorcycle, and the T7 is more like a dirt bike or a rally bike. Like you stand up over the top of it, and that's how you ride it, and that's how I like to ride. So the 890, it's an amazing bike, but for some reason it doesn't jive well with with my riding. Sure. Yeah. But otherwise, it's on Here, I was thinking I was going to be able to trade you my 890 yeah. for the Tenere. And the other thing is the... The build, in my opinion, the Tenere is amazing, but it's kind of like a in-between bike. Like it's not a play bike, and it's but it's not like if if you're looking at the Yamaha, it's not like a TTR, yep. and it's not a YZ. The YZ is strong; everything's tough. You could drop it off 
the top of your house and nothing's going to break. It's somewhere in between. Like the suspension's not, it's not the nicest, best stuff, sure. but it's not super Taiwan. It was a sub $10,000 bike brand. But new. that's the other thing. Was. The price. No, that's gone up quite a yeah. bit. But, or not quite a bit, but what, 800 bucks probably? Something like that. But yeah, so it's I mean, an in-between quality. Like, Whereas the KTM is like, they say it's race ready. Like it's engineered. It's it's tough. The pla- Everything fits together perfectly. Like when it comes to the, the quality of the parts and the build, the 890 is probably on a different level well and they're they're priced differently too though yeah so yeah hmm i like it i dude i think this was a great first episode i think we go ahead and and shut it off but um maybe we could ask the the listeners and watchers of this uh this pilot to say hey what what do you want us to talk about we have motorcycle backgrounds as far as like different riding um you know different styles of bikes um so maybe throw some things at us. I know one thing I'd like to talk about is what sort of rides do you want to take? Um, whether that be, in, be the, in the immediate future, long distance future. Um, you know, we had, you remember Randy? Yeah, uh, yeah. On that huge ride, he just went to Alaska. Yeah. He would be someone who would actually be great to interview on this, this podcast because we could talk to him. So a, a guy that we know rode his motorcycle from Indiana to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska. I mean, the the furthest northern point of Alaska, uh, and back. I mean, he had some pictures of like hail falling on them and and just crazy stuff. So yeah. maybe we'll maybe we'll get that going. But I think some- we should get us all together and talk about this because it's so funny how we're all completely different in this. Yeah, you. Like, that sounds painful. I don't want to do that. Like, I like <laughs> riding my motorcycle, but I don't want to ride it for thirty days. I want to like have ride saturday and sunday and go back to my normal go back to work on monday (laughs) that's hilarious me i'm like i'll take the 30 days exactly say less so all right thanks everyone